Help I Got a Mac, podcast episode number 28. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name's Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Steve Jo I mean, uh, Chris Biding. <laughs> hey, Steve. How's it going? Oh, uh, you know, I'm just here in Cupertino designing super awesome items for you Mac followers. Steve, will you give me an SD card in my next iPhone, please? No. No <laughs> slots or buttons. No slots. Hey, so, Chris, what's new, my friend? Anything happening with you in your world? Oh, man, just loving my flip camera and hanging out and just, you know, good times, brother. When are you going to start putting some stuff online with that flip camera? As soon as I realize that I need to lose some weight. Oh, you know what? I, <laughs> can, I tell you, can I tell you a little secret? Sure. What, do the, do the shorter, shorter length and above. Okay. Shoulders and above, you're totally good, man. Golden. What about the double chin, though, man? I got the double chin. Maybe I should do. You know, I'll shoot all my video from up above my that, head. That's what you. That's exactly what you do. You you basically you take the camera eye level and then you just raise it up above your head <laughs> and point it downward. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll do all my footage from the bottom of my steps and then tape everything on the top of my steps. There, exactly, man. You, 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 think I'm, you think I'm joking, but seriously, go to the Plus member site and check out the video blogs. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had Stephanie. We, we recorded a, an unboxing of a package that came in. I was pretty excited about it, and Stephanie was doing the video recording, and I, I was like, oh, this is going to be great footage, and... I played it back and I'm like, I can't use this. Gosh. <laughs> it's like, I, I should have told Stephanie. It's like, no, from the, from the waist up, Steph. <laughs> but here's the thing. I've got, a, I've got a gym membership. So as soon as I get off my lazy rear end and go to the gym like my wife does every day, then I'll start shooting some video. But anyway, yeah, let's this talk is about Help this. I Got a Mac. It is Help I Got a Mac, the podcast for the Mac switcher or somebody who's recently been thinking about getting that Mac, which by the way, we haven't talked about these in a long time, but you know, Apple never ceases to amaze me how they can make those Mac versus PC commercials just as entertaining today as they were, you know, 25 years ago when it seems like they were introduced for the very first time. They are the, still the, great. Yeah, they're, I think they've just celebrated two years now of doing those uh, switcher videos or the uh, Mac versus PC and the 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 one I saw, and I don't know if you're if you're talking about this one or not, is the one where uh, PCs in the in the cowboy hat singing about Vista. Yeah, he's singing the blues. <laughs> so awesome! And they're and the, the cheer the cheerleaders one. You know, it's like yay Mac, yay Mac, and he ha- he actually hired them. Uh, the the PC guy hired yeah. the cheerleaders to do the cheers. And they're going like, Max number one, Max number one. And he's like, no, you're supposed to cheer for me. PC's number two, PC's number two. <laughs> I t- those commercials are awesome. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I really do believe that those commercials and the marketing of Apple really helped pull me in into my decision to make a uh, purchase of a MacBook. Well, a lot of people were complaining that, you know, the you got to show the operating system. You got to show the screen. And, you know, I don't think it, a campaign like that would work. I, I think people understand, you know, when they're, when, when, a, when 
the Mac is holding hands with a camera, which is a person, and it just shows that you know everything works together and stuff like that. The visual representation of of taking this technology and making it a person kind of uh, people people seem to get that a lot more and it's also at the core of what apple does where it would just take it you know real high-tech stuff and make it simple for everybody to use exactly well i'll tell you what i i'm very excited about the commercials in fact stephanie and i watch everything is recorded on dvr these days you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. and, and we never watch commercials however anytime there's a new mac commercial we always it's like you know you, you're like halfway past it before you actually notice it's on and yeah. we, we always stop the recorder from forwarding back up and go and watch the mac commercials yeah if that tell if that doesn't say something i mean in fact i they should do a mac versus pc video podcast feed <laughs> i would subscribe i would no i'm I, you think i'm joking i would totally subscribe to it well, what's really nice is that, what's funny is that the the PC guy John Hodgman is an awesome writer, and he's got his own blog. I think you just do a Google search for John Hodgman, and he is just hilarious. He's got a book called The Areas of My Expertise. I've heard about that on Twitter. He's got and like stuff. He's got like four hundred names for hobos. Yeah, it's just it's so irreverent and awesome and funny. So, uh, you know, if you go out to you a know, bookstore, to- look for the areas of my expertise. It's awesome. That is cool. Good, good Father's Day gift. I bought it for my dad last year. So Awesome. So what else is going on? Uh, let's see. You got some news in the Mac world, don't you? I do. It was announced today that uh, for the premium computer market, uh, and this goes for machines that are sold in traditional brick and mortar stores like the Apple Store and Best Buy and uh, CompUSA. Well, used to be CompUSA. Um, Apple holds its own as number one. And, and what they mean by that is Macs accounted for 66% of the computers that retailed for over $1,000. And uh, that, that's not all. Uh, 70% of desktops sold at the same price point, which was $1,000 or higher, are made by Apple, too. Yeah. So, but even though it said the, the story goes on. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the story goes on to say even though sales at physical stores represent only a fraction of the overall computer market, uh, what's most impressive for the stat is the year-over-year growth. Apple had 18% of their premium market in January 2006, and that grew to 57% in September 2007, and six months later rose to 66%. And really, Apple overall has now 14% of the computer market sold at retail, and about 6% or so of the overall computer market, which, uh, you know, for a while there was less than 2%. Yeah, I mean, there's no question they're they're reaching or growing in their market share. And there's a reason why. I really do believe. I have not completely drank the Kool-Aid, but I am on the Mac bandwagon. I, I say that, although I still have not untethered myself from my PC, and I mm-hmm. still only use the MacBook as a secondary system. But with that, I will say that I do love my MacBook. And we've talked about it a million times, and I'm not going to go into the debate all again. But if I had myself an iMac with an extra monitor, or if I had a desktop with two monitors uh, side by side and had that layout, I would, by golly, I would definitely switch over. Now, Cliff, there's a really, really cool program uh, to use. And I just saw a guy at work use it. And this isn't on our our little playbook here, so I'm kind of calling an audible there's a program i want you to check out called synergy okay what does this do what it does is you can have heard about this by the way but go ahead and tell me it's blown my mind I, i saw it uh the other day at work being used 
you install this little application on, on Macs, PCs, Linux, whatever machines you have, and you it's like a basically it's like a network based keyboard or KVM, which is keyboard video mouse. Yes. And what you do, let's say you're on your PC, right, and you have the Synergy software installed. You move your mouse over to the left and to the right, and instantly you're on your Mac laptop. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's it's pretty incredible. And so I can so using my keyboard and mouse, the same one on my PC, mm-hmm. I, I could actually instead of doing dual display on my um PC, I would switch over to one display on my PC. I would then do the mini DVI out to the uh, the um, digital video into my secondary monitor. So I would do, I would then do dual screen on my MacBook. So I would have MacBook on the left, my secondary Mac screen to the right of that, and to the right would be my PC, and I could move those function around. And if I'm on my middle or my MacBook screen, then I'm controlling the Mac with my keyboard and mouse yeah and it also supports cut and pasting from across the whole thing no way yes way spell spell that where's this at uh it's <laughs> is it c c y n e r g y it's s y n e r g y okay. so it's if you do a google search it's the first result it's uh, the website is synergy2.sourceforge.net and this program is amazing it's i i, I was blown away when i saw this dude is i i've heard about this program before i don't know why i didn't try it out before but this could this could this could be it man yeah it uh synergy lets you share a single mouse and keyboard between multiple computers with different operating systems each with its own display without special hardware uh it also uh combines uh, all your uh all your uh clipboards to one so it's uh yeah it's amazing no way and they're they're asking for the URL of that again in the uh, chat room. So let's uh, let's sure. go ahead and paste that in there, and we will put this in our show notes because this is huge. And uh, Chris is going <laughs> to put, put, post that in it. Man, that, that this this podcast episode has been brought to you by the amazingness of Chris here because <laughs> this is cool. I, I mean, this is enough information to make this entire episode worthwhile. Yeah, and a really, really sweet thing about this program is it's open source. So obviously it's free, and people are going to work on it and make it better and all that kind of stuff. So Synergy uh, definitely gets my vote for software pick of the week, even though we're not even doing software picks yet. <laughs> wow. Sweet. That, so now the, that is ahead. awesome. You, you, yeah. you, go, you can go off tangent anytime you want whenever you bring something <laughs> like that up. Now the, the, the next, uh, going back to the news, the, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I just saw this today, is a rumored Apple TV update, and it's going to come with a touchscreen keyboard. Okay. And this is from our friends at MacDailyNews.com, and it says, Mackenstein is reporting a rumor of, quote, an upcoming Apple TV update in the first Apple TV-specific accessory, a multi-touch Apple keyboard. Hmm. And what I found out was, because I'm reading, it's like the new, the new keyboard, Bluetooth, aluminum design, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... Bluetooth, wait a minute, my Apple TV doesn't have Bluetooth, but it does. <laughs> does it? Yeah, Bluetooth is, is built into the Apple TV, but it's currently disabled. Sweet. So this could be super wicked awesome. That is cool. I like that. I, of course, what would you do with the keyboard? I mean, why would you need a keyboard? Well, if they enable Safari on the Apple TV. Okay. 
something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Will they, will they give you Flash and Safari on your Apple TV? They well, probably not. Well, then who cares? But if they put Safari on it, someone will figure out a way to make make a Flash on there. Because as people know, I want one request for my Apple TV, and that is to play Hulu on it because Hulu's awesome. Hulu. In fact, I was. I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier today. I was thinking about watching the very first episode of Fame later this evening. The the, <laughs> the dance show. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna live forever. And there we go. That's why we do a Mac podcast and not a singing one. All right. So anyway, uh, rumored Apple TV update with touchscreen keyboard. I guess that'd be pretty nifty, but we'll just see about it. It does. I I don't know. You think it's going to happen? I don't know. It could be. I'm just looking for this iPhone. Let's go ahead and move on to our I wish list since we are talking about things we are going to wish for. Here, Absolutely. This is what Wayne Henderson from WayneLHendersonPodcast.com and all those other wonderful places Wayne's at. Uh, anyway, he says that he has a couple of the I wish list items for us to add. Number one, copy and ba- paste. He said, boring, I know, but it would be a lifesaver. And I'll tell you what, I've been using my iPhone like crazy. I Can I tell you, okay, Steve Jobs, I know you're listening every week. You're, you're like glued to the RSS feed, waiting eagerly, anticipating every launch of every episode of Help, I Got a Mac to see what we want. And so here's the deal, Steve. Today, I was sending out a text message to Twitter. Although I got right over, and I don't know if you know this, Steve, but we got to keep these things down to like 140 characters or less. And I was really trying to manipulate that thing. I was backing it up, forward spacing, typing. It's like, okay, I got it. This is exactly what I want. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I'm accidentally sending this to my wife. So it <laughs> sure would have been nice to be able to highlight all that, copy it, and then paste it right into a new text message to Twitter. So if you don't think we don't need it, we don't want it, you ain't listening to us, Uncle Steve. I'm sorry. Had to rant. So let's see <laughs> Let's see what Dozer is on the line. He wants to say something. Go ahead. You're on the line. In three, two, <laughs> one. All right. We'll try Dozer again in a little bit. His mic's not working. So... We'll go ahead and uh, move on to the next one. He says he would like tips for cleaning up files. I don't get that one. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. That <laughs> I'm going into Allison Lucan's questions. Jeez. So I apologize. He says he wants at least 32 gigs of memory, but he would prefer 64. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, you know, I'm always going to say more memory on that iPhone is is you know paramount. As I sit here with my limited edition four gig iPhone. Which right. I'm still, but I'm still sore about that. But anyway, yeah. And then uh, let's see here. Subscribe to podcast through iTunes, iPhone, iTunes, iPhone, whatever. Uh, we know what he's talking about. But yes, we've we've all agreed that that is something we definitely want to be able to do. In fact, you know, it just makes no sense at all that I'm not able to do that because yeah, I get up. It never fails. I end up. I'm down in the office all day long, right next to my MacBook, and I forget this plug the stupid thing in i go up mm-hmm. to bed i'm ready to listen to some podcast and everything's old and I'm like, man i would love to just hit refresh and have it download some new stuff via my wi-fi in my own house that 
Is that too much to ask for? That's not too much to ask for. I mean, if I had a Zune, I could do it. Steve. <laughs> buddy. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, a third-party app that will work without jailbreaking my iPhone that will allow me to copy songs and podcasts from my iPhone back to my Mac. And that would allow me to use the iPhone in disk mode like my old iPhone, or like my old iPod. Yeah, the reason I don't think we're seeing disk mode just yet is because it's not big enough. You know, I mean, it, yeah. if I plug my 4 gig iPhone, I have like 150 megabytes free right now. It's not going to be a lot of good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wonder if there's something else other, to, other than uh, just that alone, if there was another reason why. Yeah, I worry he's just trying to keep the phone as stable as possible. and Who knows? Who knows? So are we ready to move on to some listener questions? Well, let me ask you a real cool question. Yes, you can. Go ahead. If you could get the phone, let's say AT&T decided, and Apple decided to, sub, decided to subsidize uh, iPhone version 2, right? Yep. Like, let's say 199 bucks okay. to your contract. Or you could get it unsubsidized for $400. What would you do? Well, here's the thing. I, Would you re-up your contract? It, it, well, the, here's the deal. If they, if they did it, where all I had to do is sign, you know, re-up my contract starting over another two years. Yes, I would do it if they would let me do that. However, I'm wondering if they're not going to say something like, you know, you have to wait at least a year, or you have to wait until your two years is up, and then you can do it, or it's only for new people only. Traditionally, so. it's been if it's a subsidized phone, then you do have to wait a certain amount of time before you can get a new one. Yep. Uh, since the original iPhone wasn't subsidized, I don't think it's going to be an issue if that, they, if they decide to do it true. now. Now, with, now with that being said, you know this is all speculation. Let's say that they the iPhone two comes out; it's one hundred ninety nine dollars for the two year contract. If you did that, probably the next iPhone that came out, you would have to wait. Yes, that would make sense. Yeah, so that would make sense. But right now, if you want to get an iPhone, and you know, there's really no reason not to at this point. There really is no reason not to. Even if they don't come out with a new one, I'm telling you, there's no reason not to. Yeah, you can you can get a refurbished eight gig uh, iPhone right now from AT and T for like 250 bucks. Do they have them? Because I've heard they've like they don't have anything available. You have to go to the actual store, I think, or um, I'm not sure. But all I know is that. They got some more in there, limiting one per customer. At least AT and T was okay. Okay, they were cool. refurbs, but you know, generally, yeah. if it's an Apple refurb, it's like brand new anyway. Exactly, exactly. Hey, Doozers is trying to uh, get us in here again. Let's see if we can uh, pull him in this time. So, sure. Uh, are that you be better, guys? Ah, oh, there we go. Hey, what's up? I just had a couple of wish list items for you guys. Oh yeah, um, we'll take your wish list items. My- my biggest thing was um, I want to be able to hook up my Bluetooth Apple keyboard to my iPhone and just be able to type on that uh, and that, do my emails when I'm on the road. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. And why, why can't we do that? Because Steve's got the Bluetooth locked in. Yeah. In theory, you should be able to do that. And also, in theory, you should be able to use stereo uh, Bluetooth headphones where they've got all that stuff disabled. Well, let me ask you this. We're talking, you know, jailbreak. Is is there any way that they've figured out how to do that with a jailbroken phone? I don't think they've gotten access to the Bluetooth yet. Not as of yet. Is anybody working on it? Has, has, is there any documentation that, you know, there's like, hey, we're looking into this or anything? 
not that I've seen. Well, that's crazy. I, I, I totally agree with you. Man, you talk about the sm- world's smallest portable computer at that point in time. I mean, it, for me, you know, I ha- you know, I do know that this is a, you know, it, technically speaking, it is a computer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, you know, just w- a wonderful thing. But honestly, here, okay, adding another item to the wish list. Turn off the predictive text. I do not want it anymore. Okay, (laughs) let me misspell the occasional word and I will be happy with that. And uh, instead, you know, I end up sending all these things that I'm not intending to send all the time. It just doesn't work. Yeah, and you know, for me though, uh, the it's it's worked just fine. There's a couple things like my last name; it's it's learned now, and but anytime I do it's, a weird word, it doesn't know. Yeah, it it learns things, but you know, Twitter is is the epitome of this because we're sending app messages back and forth, and so anyway, these app messages when you're you're sending a reply to somebody, you have to get their name just right, or else it doesn't go to them, and yeah. I it's. It's like how it's it can't memorize everybody because you're gonna always be sending something new to new people and it just it's frustrating. So anyway, that's why I, I use Hollow. Well, I'm gonna talk to you about that because you brought that up last couple weeks ago and I want to say something about it. But anyway, moving back to what uh, Dozer was saying or Dozer, I can't ever remember which one it is. But anyway, um, I totally agree. I, if you give me a keyboard, a wireless Bluetooth keyboard that I could just pull out of a backpack or, or, or a briefcase or something and I could sit there and, and just and ha- even if it, you know, just I could I'll even carry around my little portable dock with me and I can just sit that there and start typing and doing keyboard shortcuts, copy paste, all that. Oh, man, I'd be in heaven. Mm-hmm. I would. That is a great wish list item or I wish item. Very cool. Hello. H-A-H-L-O dot com, folks. I am having a problem with Twitter and Hollow and all these other third-party programs. What's wrong with it? I'm being... I, something's going on. No matter what I try to do, everywhere I go under my account, it says I've tried to access the uh, the API too much. It says, I, it, you know, I can't get in. And That's so, weird. Yeah. It, 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 Hollow was working great. I love Hollow. It's a wonderful uh, program for Twitter, and now all of a sudden, for the last four or five days, I could not get on it. It, it just says uh, something. I can't remember what it says. Limit exceeded, and and of course, I, it's it's not hollow. It's it's um, the API. You know, you can only hit it like forty times, and you know, a minute or something, or an hour or something like that, or access it so many times. Something out there is pinging the heck out of my my username. Hackers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 80 times an hour is what they're saying in the chat room. So wow. some, something's exceeding it. I can't even get uh, Twirl to pull up these days. So I'll have to contact Twitter and see what I can do about that. Yeah, maybe you're like on some kind of ban list or something. Yeah, let's do help I got a Twitter. <laughs> All righty. So are we ready to move on to the uh, the phone call that we have here? Absolutely. All right. Let's go to Allison L. Hey, Cliff, this is Allison Lucan calling from Columbus, Ohio, and I'm calling for help. I got a Mac. My question is that this is the first time we're going to be using a quote-unquote hand-me-down Mac for my husband. Uh, My dad got rid of his MacBook Pro and sold it to us for my husband. So my question is, questions are, how do we set up the computer for a new user? 
And also, are there any tips on cleaning up files and also connecting the MacBook Pro to a new network and also creating a network between our two Macs? We have a time machine um, for backup and networking as well. Thanks so much. Appreciate the show and looking forward for some help. Take care. Bye. All right, Allison, we're going to turn to the expert here, and Chris is going to set this up for us one by one. So, Chris, the first question is, how can she set up her hand-me-down Mac to have access as a new user? Sure. The easiest thing to do is to um, – this all depends on what version of, of Mac OS ten she's using. Okay. But what she could do is go into – and she could probably – she's oh, Leopard. Okay. So she's in the chat room here. She can answer for me. Just go to System Preferences. You would go under Accounts. And you would basically set up a new account in here by hitting a little plus button. And then there's, there's quite a bit of stuff. But once you get into this area, you can, you can kind of see where you need that to, uh, to add a new account. Now, what I would do is I would make that account an administrator account, which means you know, you can, you're basically you've got all powerful access on this computer. And that way, you can log out of the old user, log back in as the new user. And then once you do that, once you know, and, and this is, you want to make sure that all the old user stuff is either saved, you know, to a DVD or saved onto a, a different folder within the system. But then you can actually remove that user and basically it'll clean out all that user's preferences, documents, music, everything in the user's home folder. And it'll, it'll delete it and then you'll have this new user there. All good and pristine and nice. Very cool. And so what about, since it's a hand-me-down, I mean, is there any value in, in just doing a clean clear-off and reinstall? Uh, you could. I mean, if, if there's some software applications that are already installed on it that you know she wouldn't mind having, then, then I wouldn't worry about it. If it was me, I probably would go ahead and, and give it a once-over and reinstall Leopard just to make sure there's nothing, you know, I, I like to clear out the cobwebs, make sure you have... You know, Leopard and, and iLife, if you don't have it, make sure, you know, you've got a, a copy of that or your restore discs that have it on it also. And, and, you know, that way you can start fresh. Gotcha. All righty. So the next question she has here is, what about tips for cleaning up the files? So let's just say she doesn't do a clean install. What can she do to go through? Is that, isn't there a program out there that helps her take a look at big, large files and, and go through and analyze that? Uh, yeah, there's a couple things that I use. Uh, the one that I use the most is a program called App Delete, and the reason I use that instead of just throwing a, a file away, which you can do, most Mac applications are, are what it's called encapsulated, where all the files and stuff are, are just in, in one file. You know, like if you go to Safari and you look at Safari, pretty much everything for Safari is in there. Uh, the exception to that is some preferences and a little bit of hanging out files that, that get installed in your system folder. This program app delete will monitor where programs put files, and then when you're done, it'll automatically delete them for you. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So there's another good one called App Trap. Um, what What's cool about the program App Trap is that it'll actually become part of your system preferences, and it's always running. So anytime you throw an application away in your trash, it says, do you want to remove the uh, other parts of the application? All right. So app delete, app trap, and then I'm going to put in here synergy2.sourceforge.com. I'm, I'm putting, or is it sourceforge.net, isn't it? 
sourceforge.net. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so I'm app, putting app stuff in here for the show notes. I thought it was AppLeap was the one I'm, I'm using, but right now I actually have App Trap running on my computer, and you know I'm using Leopard, and I don't have any problem with it whatsoever. Great. And what I'll do is I'm gonna I'll, after the show I will look up the links to all of this stuff and put it in our show notes. All you need to do is go to helpigotamac.com, and it will take you right to our site. So check that out. Now, let's see here. What else does she have? Connecting to a new network and sharing uh, between two Macs. So let's talk about connecting up a Mac, uh, Mac network. If, if you're using a wireless network, then all you need to do is Uh-oh, we lost click into Chris your under network. Under, oh, you got me? Uh, yeah, we dropped you out for just a second, but I think you're back now. Okay. What you want to do is you want to go into your network settings under system preferences. And you want to make gone. sure. Oh, am I here? <laughs> You're you dropping in and out right now. Is there any kind of thing going on in the network? Mm, no. Okay. Let's keep trying it. Okay. Uh, what you want to do is you want to go to system preferences and there's the network icon and system preferences. And you want to make sure that your, you know, if it's a wireless network, give your airport set up so you can see the status on the toolbar at the very top. So you can, you know, and that way you can join from right from there. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, cool. I was waiting All for right. you to keep going. I, I, you're, you're dropping like just a half a second here and there, but I'm trying not to interrupt you to tell you that just to, just to let it pick up. Cause what happens is, you know how Skype, when it loses its connection comes back, it kind of speeds up a little bit to catch it back up. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what's going on just a little bit. Okay. So keep going, my friend. Sure. So when you're in your system preferences and you're in airport, make sure you show the airport status in the menu bar. That way you can just drop down and see all your all – your, if you're connected via a cable, then you really don't have to do a whole lot of stuff. It, it'll automatically configure it, and, and you'll be good to go. Now, for sharing – uh, you know, like if you want to share files between two computers and stuff. Again, if you go under system preferences, there's a folder under Internet Network called Sharing. And when you click on that, you have a couple different options. You can have file sharing, and if you if you click file sharing on, you can decide what folders and stuff you want to share between all the computers on the network. And that will work with Windows too. Gotcha. Cool. Hey, that's it. Very awesome. Well, that, that hopefully that'll help Allison out, and if she has additional With, questions. And she said, she said, yeah, we're time machine uh, people here. Your best bet is to probably. <sighs> I'm trying to think of an easy way to do this. The, to share it between two computers, you can do some network. I would if the easiest way to do network attached storage, like with an airport or something. Um, I'm trying to think here. Um, Maybe file sharing will work too. I, I'm not real sure. I've never tried to, you know, connect both. I've never, I've never tried to share a particular drive through the network on a local computer and run Time Machine on both of them. It may work. That Allison, that may be something I need to do a little bit more digging on. Maybe, maybe talk to some of my folks at Apple and see if that's even possible. Talk to some of his people. Alrighty. Well, thank you very much, Allison, for sending that question in. And uh, if you need any additional question or if anybody else has any questions, feel free to give us a call anytime, day or night, 24 hours a day. Uh, it, the area, phone number is area code 859-795-4067. 
Again, that's area code 859-795-4067. We need your questions to make this show keep going because that's what this show is all about, answering your questions, helping you figure out how to use that new MacBook computer that you got, or Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Mac computer. It doesn't have to be a MacBook. In fact, I would suggest you get a desktop, but that's my personal (laughs) preference. But anyway, uh, not that I would want to steer you in one way or the other. But anyway, buy a, buy a desktop, though. Uh, seriously. <laughs> what else is there? Uh, we were going to talk about something else. Did you say that you had some additional picks, or it, do you think mm. we had a good pick this week? I think uh, Synergy is probably the, the best pick All right. uh, we could have. Well, let me look, let me look through my, uh, my applications folder here and make sure I haven't. Uh, Diablo 2, that's a good game to get. I'm just kidding. Diablo like 2. Cool. So somebody in the chat room says, it's Brent Irwin, he says, uh, have you heard of Twist Story yet? And it I've, is awesome. Is it awesome? It's, it's basically, uh, a lot of people you know, uh, obviously know that we're all into the Twitters and stuff here. Uh-huh. What Twist Story is, and I think this is what, what he's talking about because I've seen it a couple times, is it's a website you put in, you know, twiststory.com oh yeah you know what i've seen that i have seen that that's the and i, I love or i love i hate i think i believe yeah like i'm, I'm clicking on i feel mm-hmm. you know it's like the, they're coming up i feel like time is standing still i feel accepted i feel like i have one too many i feel much shame and it's just it's kind of kind of cool and kind of sad some people are like really kind of upset it's the full moon it's the full <laughs> like, moon I hate cell phone companies. I hate those packs of CDs that have tons of CDs but no cases in them. (laughs) I hate traffic. I hate the wind. (laughs) I feel free. Yeah. I feel a heart attack coming. Wonderful. I love her anyway. I I feel naked. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Twist Story. That's T-W-I-S-T-O-R-I dot com. Yeah, it's not really a Mac pick, but it's it's pretty cool. It's it's a Web 2.0 pick, so. Yeah. Now there is someone else that, that had a question. Um, I guess uh, it was emailed to you from Warzone. Oh yeah, we I, we didn't cover that one yet, did we? And uh, yeah, he goes, he goes, hey Cliff, uh, you guys haven't discussed Open Office in any of your other podcasts. Will you do so in your new one? Someone mentioned Open Office to me as an alternative to Microsoft Windows. I'm about to buy a MacBook Pro, and I really don't want to buy a Microsoft Office 2008 if Open Office is just as good for free. What an MS office that open office does not have or vice versa. All righty. This is a really good question. Uh, it's, oh, there's a screensaver for Twist story. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, someone in the chat room just said there's a screensaver, but that's awesome. Um, to me, and, and, you know, chime in how you feel. Open office to me feels a lot like office 2000. You know, it's, it's not as new as Office, Microsoft Office, because they don't have the budget to be. I mean, it's good. Um, if I had to make a choice, I would probably get iWork over Open Office. To be honest with you, so which one would you get, Open Office? No, I'd probably get iWork. iWork over Open. Office. Yeah. Yeah, I. You know what? I, I I have quit using Office applications stand you know standalone on your system applications altogether. I use for all my Word documents. I am now using Google, Google Documents. I mean, I can get it to do almost anything I want it to do. Um, it, it it's not as good as Microsoft Word or iWork. Do you uh, know Adobe? Pages. It's just released. 
has just released the cloud-based uh, word processing. Yes, I heard too. they had uh, they acquired that. Is what I just heard from MacBreak Weekly. What's yeah, I think it? it's buzz buzzword. I think maybe. Let me let me just do a Google search here. B u s s word. Let me just put it a buzzword. It's a buzzword. B u z z word dot acrobat dot com. Yep, there it is. B u z z word. So anyway. and it's, it's flash and, and fancy looking and stuff. So yeah, and from what I heard is it it's it actually does have all the bells and whistles. Yeah, I I played with it just for a second, and you know I'm used to to the quick and dirty operation of Google Doc. And uh, I don't know. I just like Google Docs just because it's fast. I really like Google Docs, um, and I'm using Google Spreadsheets for lots of my stuff in business. The one thing I'm having a hard time figuring out is how Google Gears works. I've been hearing forever about uh, Google Gears, and I downloaded it. I installed it, but there's nothing I can see on my system anywhere. I've never really used Google Gears. It just basically allows you to use – I think it allows you to use – Google Docs and Google Spreadsheet as actual desktop applications. Yeah, but there's no way for me to see that anywhere. I, I, I'm wondering like where that stuff resides on my local drive. No idea. Yeah, I have no idea either. <laughs> anyway, maybe somebody see that's maybe somebody will call in and, and explain that one to me, and we can play that in next week's show. Anyway, there you go. So I think that that'll do it. We have some announcements here. Uh, one of the things that you guys have heard us talk about here for quite some time is the fact that you know this is what I'm doing for a living these days. I, I produce Help I Got a Mac uh, along with 16 other podcasts. And we recently had uh, made a decision as far back as probably about four or five months ago that we were going to, instead of being listener supported, uh, meaning that you know pl- begging for donations and stuff like that, uh, what basically what we had decided to do is to go to what we call a plus membership model where we would still give a majority of our content away for free but however people who are plus members people who who pay a subscription will get um access to everything that we do and in addition to that they will also get additional content uh that was never before available and that's exactly one of the things that we're going to be doing here with the help i got a mac podcast and so mm-hmm. from this point forward, the Help I Got a Mac podcast will continue to be recorded weekly, just like we always have done. And you're always invited to come and join us live for free. It doesn't cost – you don't have to be a Plus member to draw, to join us every week. Uh, so Sunday nights – or not Sunday nights, Monday nights at 7 p.m. Just go to gspn.tv slash schedule. You'll see a link to how to get here to see us. You can come and join us live every week. However – on the free feed, starting actually this episode obviously is going out on the free feed, but starting next week, next week's episode is only going to be available on the Help I Got a Mac Plus feed. And so, if you want to make sure that you continue to receive Help I Got a Mac every single week, then uh, you can do that by learning more about Plus at Plus membership at gspn.tv/plus. And I'm very excited to announce that we already have 93 people signed up. That's awesome. It is extremely awesome. And so the reality of Stephanie and I being able to uh, podcast and support ourselves through podcasting, it's, it's a dream coming true slowly but surely. And I'm very excited about it. And so not only, and, and here's the deal. You, when you sign up as a Plus member, not only are you signing up for a Plus member for just this show, it's 
all 17 shows. It's You get everything. And for the Help I Got a Mac show, I'm going to start doing some additional content every now and then that will go out, such as uh, screencast tutorials uh, to help people understand how to use their Macs by you know, walking through some uh, typical functions that you may want to do for maintenance and some programs and just showing things off rather than just talk about them in audio form. I'll be doing some demonstrating of some things uh, using screencasting, and those will be released out in the Plus feed for Help I Got a Mac as well. And there is a video that was sent out. I believe I, the video actually went out in the free feed for Help I Got a Mac uh, this past week. So you go back before this episode, you should see a little video that was downloaded. Anyway, the other, qu- the other thing is, is that uh, I did a recent poll among our members who are already plus members and I asked them to rank the shows in, in as far as what their favorite shows are. And Chris, you're aware, aren't you, that we started out basically podcasting about the TV show Lost, right? Mm-hmm. So we're primarily uh, the majority of people who have found us have found us through entertainment based podcasting. And of course, we've branched out from there. And most of the listeners from Help I Got a Mac actually found out about us through one of our TV show podcasts. However, out of 17 podcasts, Help I Got a Mac is ranked number five. Right on. So that is awesome. And we thank you guys for tuning in every single week and uh, participating with us. Again, we'd love to have your questions. Area code 859-795-4067. And you can email me or Chris. Just send us an email to feedback at gspn.tv. We'll get it put into the show. Chris, do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Nope. I think you said it all. All righty, folks. Thank you very much for joining us. We will be back next Monday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Until then, join the community.